0: Welcome to the Motorsport Coaching Podcast, sponsored by Motivate Training and Management. This is a podcast where we talk to drivers and industry experts to help you maximise your performances on and off the track. Let's get started with today's show.
1: Jack and Amy Mildwaters are off-road racers from Darwin with an incredible story to tell on this episode of the Motorsport Coaching Podcast powered by Motivate Training. G'day, it's Matt Payne here again with another great story. This time we're heading bush to the Tat's Fink Desert Race. The Mildwaters team, Auto One More Motorsport, is the epitome of the once a year races, but with bigger aspirations both in Australia and overseas. They bought a trophy truck and embarked on a personal challenge against the Fink Desert Race, which they have done for the last three years, Jack is the driver, his wife Amy is the co-driver. Jack's an army veteran and is now a guide at the Territory Wildlife Park, while Amy's background is in events and marketing, having been a surf boat and IRB racer in the past. Their racing story is one of commitment and thinking outside the box to get sponsors like Auto One on board and to maintain them through a 12-month period, although focusing now just on the think. Before we get into Jack and Amy's story, do you need help with your social media, advice on optimizing your diet and fitness for racing, or just have a general question about some part of your racing program? Email us at win at motivatetraining.com.au or head on over to our website for more. Reminder, that is M-O-T-I-V number eight training.com.au. In the meantime, start your engine, let's hit the bush with jack and amy mildwaters and joining us this week on the motorsport coaching podcast is jack and amy mildwaters all the way from the northern territory great to have you with us guys how's it all going
0: good matt how are
1: you going yeah really good thank you good 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 and been a really busy time for you guys for those that are tuning into the podcast presented by motivate training you guys are off road races and you've just come off the think desert race um, one of the biggest events in the top end each year
0: Definitely. So it's the biggest off-road race in the country, held in Alice springs um, in the desert, basically. So we've been working on it for almost two years now, since uh, 2019, and then they cancelled it in 2020. So it's been our major focus that whole time. Um, And we just got home from, I think last week
1: yeah and um so jack you're the driver amy you're the uh you're the navigator is that right
2: yeah that's correct
1: yeah so this year how did it go for you guys
2: so this year we set ourselves out with a completely different mentality um this was our third attempt at Vink and unfortunately our third DNF. um but this year actually felt the best out of any year we made it the least amount of distance out of all. The, but the difference was that this year we gave 100%. So, years gone by, I think we we're sitting around that 70 to 80% mark on driving, um, all that sort of thing. So, just trying to make it there and back because it is a race of attrition. Up to 60% of competitors don't finish. And I think that number was reflected this year. But for us, um, we gave 100%. So 100% on our driving, 100% of the time. We broke anyway and failed due to mechanical failure. But um, just because we left it all on the track, it felt so much better. Maybe not at the time that we broke down, but um, certainly now.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Like That's a pretty exciting event. This year it actually had a huge amount of coverage going on around the place.
0: Yes, it certainly has, and I think part of that can be attributed to the legend Toby Price, um, and how he partnered with the 888 uh, team from Supercars, so that really helped it go a lot more mainstream um, than it has in the past, and I think also, unfortunately, there was coverage around the accident on day two, so I think has been, I guess, under the microscope a bit, and in that way, sort of for the wrong reasons, because there was a lot of other great, good news stories um, that haven't had that much publicity.
1: Yeah, that was a really sad end to it, and um, pleasingly, the uh, the partner or the wife of the gentleman who was involved in that has, um, has urged the organisers to continue on with the race in the future.
0: Awesome, and that's totally, that's an awesome thing, I hadn't heard that yet, but... We heard he was an amateur photographer who actually extended his trip specifically so he could stay in Alice um, and be there and enjoy the Think event. Um, And from everything we know he was, um, I heard a story today. He met one of the riders and shared a whole bunch of photos on Scrutineering Night that he'd been taking of that guy pre-running and things like that. So he was definitely getting passionate about it. Um, Unfortunately, there was the accident.
1: Yeah, yeah, but... uh... So your truck. So let's focus on some positives. Your truck, they're an exciting bit of kit. Tell us about the truck.
2: So we bought it uh, in 2016. Um, there was only a chassis then. So we've spent the time to build it up. Uh, our learning curve was about 90 degrees, I think. <laughs> it's up, and basically everything that. We- needed to be done on the truck we had to learn on the fly and that's everything from the shock tuning side of it to geometry and i really wish i would paid more attention in school uh, if my teacher told me that i needed trigonometry because i was going to build trophy trucks helping the bully but, <laughs> but um, yeah so from then it's just been a massive work in progress and slowly developing and improving everything as we go along
1: yeah that's great so v8 powered truck is that correct
2: yeah, that's correct. So, L98, well, it's based on an L98, but the only thing that's really an L98 is the block itself. It's even got dark sleeves, all the, all the good stuff. Turbo so 400 gearbox, um, and at the moment, which is definitely a weak point of the car, we're running a dispatrol third member or rear diff, um, but that's set to be upgraded. Our, due to coronavirus, um, it came a bit late, but we have a brand new Gearworks 10-inch and Spider SpiderTrax housing coming, so that provides the out of the rear wheels
1: yeah really cool and so what got you guys involved in trophy truck racing and motorsport in general
2: so there's basically amy just sort of tagged along and went hey that's pretty cool (laughs) but but, uh, for me it was actually i think the first part of it was the Krusty demons um, the eighth dimension and they had a section called hell on four wheels which the soundtrack was static X's push it And it showed like some of the racing greats, like the original Baldwin, uh, Robbie Gordon, and it just showed all of these trophy trucks. And I just went, wow, that's cool. And that was like eight-year-old Jack. Um, And then sort of stemming in later on, uh, so around like 2015 mark, um, my career changed and it was sort of like, okay, I'm getting into motorsport, what's it going to be? And I was like, I love going fast and all the adrenaline. With it, but I have also passion for the bush and off-road, so it was sort of the perfect amalgamation. Of the two.
1: Yeah, so you guys are pretty unique, as in your focus is pretty much solely around Finkerton. Am I right in saying it's only one event per year that you guys are doing at the moment, or you're doing a few more? So
0: that, um, we're only just starting out. trophy truck is probably the most expensive level of off-road racing um, so we have set our sights on thing for a few years in a row but we are looking to expand into the whole Australian Off-Road Championship next year um, and we're actually probably moving to Alice where they have an off-road club and we'll be able to do like the empty titles and they have a bunch of other local club events that we'll be able to race at it's just unfortunate being based in Darwin there's nowhere that we could go to race up here so Mm. the travel for us to the rest of the country um, has been the major inhibitor and so yeah we just focused on think but now we're broadening our horizons
1: yeah, that's cool. And so to get together the sponsorship, to be able to do a think and stuff like that, we're focusing on sponsorship at the moment at uh, Motivate Training. How difficult is that to be able to reach out to sponsors and get them on board for your program?
2: For us, it's, it's pretty incredible to be honest. So like even um, some of the reactions that we do receive from um, People at like our scrutineering nights, which is one of the biggest fan interactions that we're able to have, and it's just absolutely wicked. But um, they're like, Oh, so you must have an Auto One store up in Darwin. And we're like, No, no, like this is this is proper sponsorship, like this is what yeah, we do, and it's that commercialization that we're trying to get into desert racing, like our team partner. Mm. And there's no two ways about it, like it's not easy. Yeah. You have to be able to put yourself out there in a way and sell yourself and make sure that you are providing ROIs or return on investment to those that are investing. And... Sorry.
1: I was going to say, how did that partnership come about with Auto One? Because it seems like it's extremely solid with you guys.
2: Yeah, so for us, um, I must admit, we have been lucky that I've been around Auto One all my life, so... When I was very young, Dad managed a store. Um, when I was like very, very young, when like, Guy was young. And, um, yeah, so there's lots of photos and that sort of thing of me and Auto One shirts and all that sort of thing. So the brand just sort of was ingrained in me. Um, then from there, we moved, we had one store. So our first year, we only had one store, which was Albany Auto One. They saw the value in us said look we'll give you a go um and from there we were able to step up into a national sponsorship. so we still started small and built ourselves up and we're continuing to build and grow and again move on those ROIs keep building on those ROIs but also look at how our partnership can change and all that sort of thing so it's just been it's been a wicked journey and um it's, it makes it a lot easier that we live and breathe the brand, and I'm incredibly proud to have the red, white, blue, and all over on our
1: Yeah, fantastic. And you speak of ROIs there. Aside from just putting a sticker on the truck, what do you guys do from a benefits perspective for your sponsors?
0: For us, um, there's obviously, like, you know, the posting on social media and sharing content, especially around race time, um, and also... Um, I guess the main thing we've done is create specific content, so we have made videos or other things like that that has been just for them to use and we've really saw like with Valvoline, we made a whole series around servicing your dirt bike, um, which is a little bit out of left field, but it really worked because we also love to ride dirt bikes because we're off-road fiends and we've also made videos about how to use um, Apply heat protection products so that heat wrap to the exhaust and things like that, and they really love using that content and um, putting it everywhere forever.
1: Yeah, no, that's um, a that's great opportunity to utilize your video skills obviously but also to show your sponsors products in action because I think that's quite important when we're speaking to people that are involved in motorsport that if you've got a sponsor um, to actually show how you utilize their product um, is so much more beneficial to them than just putting their logo up on your Facebook page for example. 100%
2: other things that we sort of try and stem into as well as B2B or business to business partnerships so um, just basically trying to offer as much as we can and this especially became pertinent in 2020 where we actually we had to take a year off basically like nothing lined up and it was just yeah it was just a terrible year for everyone so that's where we started to look at different ways that we could still continue with our sponsors and try and help everybody
1: out during that time yeah for sure and i think that that's um guys like you that do that i think are the guys that are going to be successful and continue to be successful with building those sponsor relationships particularly as you are trying to move into that national off-road championship type deal and
0: yeah just the people in the marketing departments that we always work really closely with and we just try to make sure they know we're an extension basically of the marketing team Um, and like you know pitching ideas to them or taking their ideas on board and bringing it to life in that
1: way. And there's some amazing photos from the think. I know it didn't last all that long, but there's some amazing photos on your Facebook page, MOR Motorsports. So look that up and um, check out some pretty cool pics of that truck flying through the air. That was a wild ride that you had, Amy. Yes. <laughs> then I thought
0: maybe
1: we
0: are going end for end. <laughs> we landed on all our wheels and kept going. So happy. Day.
1: And from a, um, like from a marketing and sponsorship perspective, I mean, it's not something that for you, Amy, is particularly foreign because that's your actual job.
0: Yes, yeah, so I work in marketing and events and I've done that for uh, not-for-profits, government departments, university, and currently for an engineering consulting firm. Um, but obviously when you're in motorsports, it's a bit different. Um, and something else that we've really lifted our game on this year would be the PR side, um, which also provides huge value to our team partners.
1: Yeah, and I guess you both of you guys actually sort of grew up with a bit of a sporting background. I mean, you are involved in surf lifesaving and you've both been into your dirt bikes and so on all the way through.
0: Yeah, so I know Jack said before, like when we are thinking of, are we going to settle down and buy a house? or are we gonna do something a bit crazy since we're young and when we chose to buy our race truck instead, um it wasn't even that much of a surprise to my parents because they've always seen me, you know, keen to get that adrenaline in some way, shape or form. So whether it's IRB racing, surfboat racing, or my mom was just telling a story of how her and dad used to drop me down nice big drains in a pram when I was real little. Um, and like catch me on the other side. <laughs> Apparently, I would shake the pram and say, Look! Oh. Um, and my parents would be like, You're going to be removed from us if someone spots us. Yes
1: that's wild
0: anyway to made me happy
1: so yeah and I guess um so coming through that surf life-saving program it gives you a bit of regimentation um that you need for a motorsport team and Jack from your perspective um you have a military background so therefore again that regimentation um that needs to go into a um a motorsport team that you need
0: definitely for us portion of what we do is not even on track so we were lucky enough to have a crew this year of 13 people and so that means when you're in the middle of nowhere you have a mobile workshop Um, we had to be extremely organized in terms of how our trunks were packed and inventory lists and making sure the crew had jobs and were fed and were warm because it was quite cold um, especially going from darwin to that negative three
1: uh, wow. So I think
0: definitely that's
1: where Jack and I shine. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, so you do live in the top end. You live in Darwin, one of my favourite places in Australia because it is so unique. Um, like, it's not really the motorsport outpost, is it? So it does add those additional levels of difficulty to what you're trying to do.
2: Um, don't get me wrong. So if you're into bikes or quads or hunting or fishing, even um, we have an incredible track up here, of course, which is Hidden Valley Raceway. So the motorsports is definitely alive and well. But unfortunately, there's just not that much desert in the tropics.
1: Oh, I wasn't wasn't being disrespectful when I said that because, like the no- the Northern Territory Northern Territory Motorsports Board, it must be said, is the premier organisation in the country when it comes to funding motorsport and getting motorsport going whether it's the supercars whether it's karting whether it's the speedway up there that's for sure it's uh but when i my point i guess was that you're not melbourne you're not exactly around the corner from a supplier you're not like queensland where you can just go and pick up the parts like in a five minute drive
2: um, um Post
1: is
2: <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> but on that with it also meant that um and it, things will get easier as we slowly head down south, but it was just another challenge that we took into our stride, and it was just that extra phone call, or that extra partnership that we struck up, and it, it wasn't an enemy in the end. like it's just You needed to understand that that's how it is, and start working around it.
1: I think, that's, um, I think that's important from a resilience perspective and just showing that you can get it done regardless of where you are in Australia, that you are able to get the job done if you want to do it at a professional and decent level. And there's been some amazing competitors come out for, from your area and you guys are out there getting the job done and are going to move on to bigger and better things.
2: Yeah, definitely. I guess one of our biggest enemies though would be seat time from our our perspective so Amy and I have a lot of obstacles when it comes to um, Amy, on Amy's side would be the Lorenz, so which is our GPS system. Um, she's got a lot to learn there. And of course, I'm the 26 inches between the steering wheel and the seat that's the biggest problem in the car overall. So a lot of it would be me learning the car and having that good relationship with the car, which we already do, but making sure... I know it in and out mechanically, but the other side of the house is where we need to improve and understand that this is not a road car, we're near a road car and just, we're slowly getting there but our move is going to be the biggest thing that's just going to set us off and we'll be out there with the bank.
1: So that that's, so that, how do you plan to overcome that? Obviously moving down to Alice to that area to have that ability to go out every few weeks to do it is going to assist but is there any other ways that you plan to get around that?
2: Um, Definitely, so as we start to get um, more and more done with the truck, and what I mean by that is if you need to make, if you have to make a change, you have to shake that change now. There's no other two ways about it, like it has to be tested and has to be proven before you can keep moving forward slowly getting on top of all of these changes so once we have a car that's set up decent and that is a variable that's taken out then that's where we start working on our side of the house and think like okay this works or okay that didn't work what can we do to improve that and um, I know a huge thing simulators at the moment, so we're going to move into that realm, but not how most people do. So I'm not going to use it as a simulator to improve my driving or learn a track, but instead we're actually going to use it with games that aren't even, or simulations I should say, that aren't even parallel to our sport, but things like a rally and Mm -hmm. getting pace notes down pat. So Amy will be, we will do shakedowns and that sort of thing in track, have Amy running notes or even using the, our GPS system to log that track and then making calls based on that. So we're using it to develop our driver-co-driver relationship because we're not a married couple in the car. Um, and yeah, using, so using all the tools that we have available to us that aren't too expensive um, to be able to improve our game.
1: So it's really fascinating because I think the pace note side of things when it um, comes to rallying, I listened to um, only last week or the week before, um, a podcast that Greg Russ did with uh, Coral Taylor, um, who was Neil Bates co-driver for many years, and she spoke of the notes and um, the relationship between the co-driver and driver and how important that is and being able to understand each other's language, which I think being married adds another level to that as well.
2: Yeah, definitely. So, that, like I said, um, once we're in the car, that's it. The marriage is over and we're coached. And that's it. There's, there's no other if buts or maybes and there's no other mindset you can have because otherwise you'll get out of the car and you'll get a divorce. Like, It's that simple. And um, for Amy's side, and she'll attest to this, is that... Um, so, for us, it's not like set out pace notes like rally and, of course, everyone's different. But for us, you've got to call it in a very different way because otherwise, because there's so much input required and it's on every axis. Which is same with rally cars, but when you're going over four-foot walks, it's a little bit different, and you've got to have that level of trust. So yeah, um, you've got to have notes that are there and supplied all the time, but also that the driver doesn't switch off.
1: Yeah, no, for sure.
2: Block out, so because you're too busy as it is. So it's um. They're the sorts of challenges that we're working through
1: at the Might be a contentious questioner, but who wears the pants in the car?
0: I feel like I do because I working <laughs> almost all the time, whereas Jack is just there keeping the car going and racing. Um, and then I feel like I can help Jack from the like an outside point of view because Jack can get rid really- of in his head about things so I know when we were racing and things like in our first 15 ks we hit a tree um, and so for the two of us it's quite a different reaction so we hit it with a rear driver's side tire and in my mind we you know we kind of hit it but everything was fine and we could keep going and the car felt all right but for Jack he's immediately mechanically sympathetic and he's thinking of, what have we broken? him, what's damaged, is the race over? And he is adjusting his driving style, um, which, you know, is expected to happen because obviously we don't want to hit any more trees. Mm. But also just in case we've damaged something and he's trying to assess that, we're still racing. Um, and so for me, I was like, you know, if the is going to blow, we'll know about it. Like, just keep going, going, like push, push, that kind of thing. And trying to get him back out of his head and back into... Um, just racing and driving so yeah in that way i'd say i might wear the pants a little bit um, but that's only because jack needs that extra outside
1: voice It's a very professional answer i was expecting something a bit different to that <laughs> but um so moving forward like you're looking to get into the Australian Off-Road Championship which seems to grow each year. It's a fantastic series um, that they run with that but you've got some even bigger plans overseas moving forward.
0: Yeah so probably that's definitely a longer-term vision. Um, You know five-ish years is where we put that benchmark. And longer? And longer in Jack's mind but I guess this is where wear the pants again. I'm a bit more ambitious than Jack. I'm ready to quit my day job and go full-time racing. And No offense to my full-time job. (laughs) Um, But I think we'd love to get, obviously, to the States. And I'm even learning Spanish so that when we get over there, we can hopefully crew because Jack is a great mechanic and I can help with navigation or whatever else is going on, crew management cooking, feeding someone, whatever. Um, And then hopefully race in some capacity over there as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, you've got a stated aim of the Baja as being one of the events that you want to do long-term.
0: Definitely, Baja is the absolute pinnacle of off-road racing, basically, in the world. Um, Dakar is a different kind of racing. It's more of a rally raid. Whereas Baja is definitely where um, trophy trucks shine and like we call our race truck a trophy truck, but it is smaller and a whole bunch of other things compared to those big ones that race things like Baja.
1: Yeah, cool, cool. And so some of the people that have been your inspiration throughout your racing career so far who... Have you guys tapped into who do you listen to read or what have you
2: Um so for me it's kind of weird because I I have a different way of learning so I like to take in information from everybody that I possibly can and then file it I guess and say like I don't like that or I do like that and then start to look at people I'm definitely not going to name this, but people that I don't like, people that I don't want to be like and never want to be like. And they're the sorts of people I like to remember because then when I'm stuck in a situation, I can be like, don't be like this person. But for inspirations and that sort of thing, someone that is definitely in the opposite end of the spectrum is Toby Price. So like, he is everything that any bloke in Australia should want to be. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. If, per- if you look in the dictionary you look perfect, there's a picture of Toby right there. <laughs>
1: yeah like he's um he's an amazing guy but to pick up on your point there i really like what you've just said about finding the negatives in people that you don't want to be like so you can then shape your own character after that i it's something that i do which is probably to my detriment um in some ways but i look at a lot of people like particularly being in motorsport um with yeah whether you're behind the wheel or in my case from um, a promotional pr side of things and there's people who way that they go about their business um that is just not a nice way of doing things so if you take that in and then you utilize that as a positive i think that's a that's a really big thing and i really like that alternative um alternative viewpoint
2: yeah so so for again for me so like one of the biggest things now is that um, what you see is what you get. So, like, I am the same person during this podcast, during a radio interview, during our own videos. Like, I'm that same person in real life, but I swear a bit. That's
1: yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's it, you know what I mean? So, that was something that I saw that I didn't like. So, now it's like, okay, I need to wear my heart on my sleeve and lay it all out there.
1: I think that's a really good point, and um, you know certainly for the youngsters, the grassroots people coming through the sport, whether it's through go-karts or junior levels of um, of circuit racing, speedway, whatever, um, that that's a really good point, and um, you know certainly a tip a tip that I'd certainly pass across. And I think that's fantastic that that you look at things like that. And it was a terrific answer to um, to the question. Cheers. Yes. <laughs> So, so, guys, uh, we're coming up to about half an hour. Thanks for your time. Uh, we'll try and wrap it up. Let's give the uh, the sponsors a bit of a plug for the MOR motorsport team.
0: Sure. We have, honestly, quite a few amazing team partners. Um, it's actually probably another tip that we could pass on to other competitors in our road is... We avoid getting trapped trying to list everyone who's contributed to the team um, because inevitably you forget someone and that's never the intention. But you know when we you know, the position that we're in, we're quite lucky to have been supported by so many people and businesses. Um, so we've tried to make it a point that we just say thank you to all our amazing team partners. Um, and that way everyone feels the love.
1: No, that's great, guys, and um, you two are doing some amazing things. You're a great asset to motorsport in Australia, not just the off-road scene, and um, it's been wonderful to, uh, to have you on the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. Um, I'm sure that our listeners are going to get a fair bit out of that, and um, no doubt we'll all be watching when you get to the Australian Off-Road Championship, then, of course, across to Baja and maybe even Dakar in the years to come. That's it. There's plenty of opportunity ahead. No, good stuff, guys. Thank you for that. Um, and thank you to Jack and Amy Mildwaters for joining us on the Motorsport Coaching Podcast. And uh, we'll catch up with you next time.
2: Thank you so much, Matt. Thank
0: you. Bye.
1: Did you enjoy that, guys? Jack and Amy have been part of our ambassador program for a while, and they're incredibly active with other members of the community. Make sure you follow the link in the show notes to join our ambassador page and also keep your eyes peeled for more information about the Motorsport Sport Conference info coming soon. Feel free to hit us up with any ideas that you might have. Today's motivational quote comes from legendary NFL coach Vince Lombardi, who the Super Bowl trophy is named after. It's not whether you get knocked down, it's whether you get up. Thanks for joining us again on the Motorsport Coaching Podcast, powered by Motivate Training. Until next time, I'm Matt Payne. Keep the right foot planted on the track, not on the road.
0: Well, thanks everyone for listening to this week's show. I really hope you enjoyed that one as much as I did. Now, remember all the show notes with the links and the specials mentioned in today's show are available over at motivatetraining.com.au. If you haven't already, I'd really appreciate if you could head to iTunes or Stitcher type in motorsport coaching subscribe and leave us a review each week i'll read them out and you'll go into monthly draw to win a fantastic prize if you have any questions or comments please email us at motivatetraining.com.au or head over to our facebook page at motivate T. until next time take care